Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On our episode today, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about and reframe a social media post that I saw recently that made me really sad. And I wanted to kind of like talk about some solutions to that. If you feel like you're in a place like this particular girl was when it came to her health. The social media post that I saw was basically about a young woman who was in this place that she was working really hard to lose weight and she was exercising a lot and she looked like that she was probably at her goal weight and I don't know that for certain but she was really excited because she had a date that was planned and she was really struggling how to how to maintain a certain calorie level to be able to go on the date so I suspect she was on a diet that was calorie restricted and she was afraid that that dinner time meal because that's when the date was scheduled was going to be she didn't want to go overboard and she wanted to maintain her health goals so she was so afraid of getting off track and not being able to get back on and so she was actually thinking about canceling her date because of that and lots of people were giving her advice on how she could maintain her her calorie level so that she could go on her date. But she was having a lot of hesitance about doing it because she didn't want to, again, go off track. And so I started thinking about my own life. And I'm sure all of you, all of us have experienced a time when we are not living up to our best life because it doesn't feel like it's in line with the goals that we have for ourselves and for this particular goal I was this particular girl I felt pretty sad for her because I thought geez what if she would have had like a really great time but she had that like self-imposed restriction because she was trying to maintain a certain calorie level um, based on a number on the scale that she was trying to achieve But then I started thinking about all of us and how, you know, even though that particular scenario might not be something that is familiar to you as of recently, but maybe it may look a little bit different, but you may still be doing the same thing. This particular girl, by the way, ended up going on the date and she was really happy that she did. But she was pretty um, strict on what she was eating because she was, again, trying to maintain that calorie budget that she had had. So again, for, for you and I, it might look a little bit different on how we kind of express and restrict ourselves um, when it comes to our health, wellness, and self-care. So I think I like to talk about summer a lot because I think that's the time when most people feel the most uncomfortable. And it's typically because we are wearing less clothes and we are uncomfortable in general because depending on what stage of menopause you're in or premenopause or just having an uncertain or like feeling like your body isn't your own because of aging and because of children and having the warmer months and being exposed to wearing less clothes in general, I think it is just an optimal time where there's a lot of discomfort. 
And so for you, it might not look like going on a date, but it might be that perhaps you don't want to go to a wedding that somebody is having, or you don't want to go to a fancy event because you don't feel like that you have anything that you can wear comfortably. And maybe you're really embarrassed about what you look like. Um, It could be something like not wanting to wear shorts or not wanting to wear a skirt because you're really uncomfortable with how your body looks like or certain body parts in general may look like. I think the one that most people talk about in the summer is this idea of not wanting to go to the beach or sit by the pool or go to a pool where somebody has because you don't want to be uncomfortable um, in a bathing suit or clothes that are a little bit less than what you're comfortable in wearing. And so all of these things are a way that we kind of sit on the sidelines and miss out on life because of this idea that we don't want to experience any discomfort or be uncomfortable in our skin. So for women, I think in general, there is this idea that somehow we must be perfect, we must look perfect, we must act perfect, or we are somehow unworthy. And I think that when it comes to um, when it comes to wearing something and looking at ourselves and not recognizing ourselves, I think that can feel really uncomfortable. Body image is negatively impacted by by being overweight, by being classified as obese, or even somebody who is underweight, especially if they're underweight related to a health condition, we know that that impacts body image pretty negatively. So it doesn't even matter if you're thin, even if you're, you know, you might be happy that, you know, that you're thinner, or you may, if you're obese, you may be thinking, oh, what do thin people care? But there is this level of having some kind of um, impact to body image negatively if it is related to some kind of disease state. And so I think that we can't underestimate the amount of shame and embarrassment and blame when it comes to women's bodies, especially women's appearance. And we know that body image and body appearance is really one of the top shame trigger triggers that women experience. So it's not a surprise to me that that woman who had worked really, really hard to get to a place that she was able to look in a way that she perceived as worthy, that she would, you know, have this idea that she didn't want to lose it, right? And so I wanted to kind of dig into this idea and remind you that this health journey in general is not an all or nothing experience and that it's not linear. It doesn't just, you know, we start and then it just gets easier and we make progress along the way. way. It has a lot of ups and downs and ebbs and flows and lots of things can change it, um, including just life circumstances and aging in general. So I wanted to kind of just reframe some of these things and talk about some of the ways that if you're in a particular place that you feel like you are limiting yourself, um, how can we do that differently? 
You know, another example that comes to mind that I think about is that I've been hearing a lot lately is when now that people are able to travel, you know, this idea of not wanting to travel because of being uncomfortable in an airplane seat, not being afraid that the the seatbelt might not fit you. I've heard more recently people having a lot of fear about being able to fit in the seats of roller coasters or any rides at an amusement park. So it's a real thing. And so what I would say is, is that anything that you do when it comes to your health, it may be hard at the beginning, right? But it needs to be something that you can do that's not going to impact your life or make you sit on the sidelines. So for that particular girl at the beginning, what I would say to her is that, you know, it's okay to go out and enjoy your meals. Meals aren't meant to be enjoyed. They're not just meant to be restricted. They're meant to be enjoyed and that it's only one meal. And so you know, thinking about what it is in the long term and not just the short term. I understand the feeling of wanting to or that you could lose control, but I think you have to remember that it's not going to be one meal that's going to lead to um, like something that's negatively um, having some kind of negative consequence for you or for for that woman. Um, Anything that you do, again, you want it to be something that you can do forever. You certainly, you know, I don't believe that diets work. I know that people do them and I've taught them in the past, but ultimately the recidivism rate for people that diet and weight gain is very high. And so what I would say is to come to a place that it's more based on how you feel when it comes to hunger and fullness. I really think that that's the only way that you are learning and teaching yourself how to be um, and to identify what your body needs and to identify when, when your body doesn't need something. Because ideally, like you don't want to be in a place that you're being ruled by the scale or that you're being ruled by how many calories you have left in the day. You can do that for a short term, but probably over the long term and for the rest of your life, it's not going to work. So perhaps you have something that you do that works for you. I'm not knocking that or not telling you not to do it. What I'm saying to you is I would just say that if you're doing something when it comes to especially dieting um, or anything health related, try to make sure that it's something that you can maintain for the long term because you don't want to get into a place that you are being isolated and um, and not doing things because of that, because eventually there will become a time that you're like that you're like done, and you're not one, you're not going to want to keep doing it forever. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say would be to really remember, and we've talked about this, that anything that you do when it comes to your health and wellness is a step forward. But anything what is going to have the biggest impact is going to be the inside job. It's going to be the mental work that you do surrounding the health behaviors that you make. And so that's going to be the way that you're going to be able to maintain any of the health changes that you do over the long term. So you could be at a place that maybe you lost weight and maybe you toned up, but still, if you have that 
negative self-talk or self-criticism that you're doing constantly, despite all the health changes that you make, you may never feel enough. You may never feel worthy because it's not about how you look on the outside. It's about fixing what's on the inside. And so really knowing that whatever you do and however you can get to a place that you can speak kinder to yourself Again, it's not going to be easy to do at the beginning because perhaps it's not something that you've ever done before, but knowing that at some point you may have to really look into that and work on that because that may be the only place to get you to a like a place where you're having more self-compassion and more um m- I think less shame around all of the things when it comes to body image and body um, and just body image and body like the way you see yourself because again it doesn't matter there's plenty of people who are you know I think there's plenty of people who think oh thin people have it really good but you have to remember that no matter what the outside appearance is there's always if there's trauma if there's shame on the inside then it, it then it probably doesn't feel like freedom no matter what you look like on the outside and I don't think that I think that it's for all body shapes um again the the percentages when it comes to high school girls and the level of body image and shame that they have is like super high it's like in like I think it's like between like it's just very high it's like over 70 percent so I don't know that that goes away unless you're at a place that you are kind of talking to yourself and talking about it and taking away any of like kind of addressing it and and making it so that it doesn't feel as shameful for you um I think that's a really big thing that people do is just kind of like and I would say the next thing is to just kind of call it out right so I think the less the more you call out what it is that makes you feel like you have shame around your body the less power it has over you and so it doesn't matter if someone says anything about you because you already know that about yourself and so it carries less shame so if somebody says you know something to you like I think I think I learned this in therapy and it gave me a lot of power. And so perhaps it would be something that would give you power too. So it's like something like, I I remember I learned this and I can't remember what it was for me, but it was like all these little shame triggers that I had. But then when I got to a point that like, I was okay with it, if somebody called it out, I'd be like, yeah, you're totally right. And then it doesn't, I wasn't ever afraid anymore that someone would find this out about me because I had already been okay with it because I had addressed it and because I kind of gave it power because I was able to call it out in myself and so maybe when it comes to your body or maybe if you find yourself in a position that you are um really staying away from doing stuff and sitting on the sidelines because of something when it comes to your appearance you can call that out maybe it can be like oh shit I am not really wanting to go to that pool party because I'm a little bit nervous in how I look and so just calling that out and saying it out loud and maybe even speaking it to one of your friends will just kind of help take away the like 
take away the shame that you feel about it and the discomfort that you feel about it. I mean, you may still have that feeling of discomfort, but it won't have the same kind of power because it's not like it's a dirty little secret because it's a little bit more out there. So I would say to call it out so so that you are able to have and take control of your power and you know, you, you, you just don't want to wait because I think what, what my whole thought about all of this whole thing was, is that I think so many of us do this and we do it so often that we sit on the sidelines. We don't want to go to things. We're uncomfortable. We might decide to go, but then we're uncomfortable when we're there and then we can't really enjoy ourselves. But I think the bigger issue is what I have an issue with all of this is, is that we give away our power when we do that. And then when does it end? So when is the end point? How long do we do this for? Do we do this for another 10 years? Do we do this for another 20 years? Do we do this for another 40 years? Do we live our life that we're always carrying this around? And so I just don't want you or me or any of us to get to this place that we keep holding on to it and feel ashamed about it and feel embarrassed about it. At some point, it has to just be done. We can't keep carrying it around, right? And so that would be some of the things that I, that I am thinking about. Again, for that girl, I would really... I would really love her to come to a place that she is having a little bit more, um, a little bit more understanding and a little bit more of a, of a positive body image and that she can kind of let go of the shame that even if she doesn't eat within that calorie level, and even if she doesn't meet a certain weight on the scale that she is still worthy because we all are still worthy and we don't have to be perfect. Um, but again, acknowledging that appearance and body image are the top shame triggers that women experience. And just reminding all of you that, you know, when it comes to your health, it's going to be hard at the beginning. But again, it needs to be something that you can do for the long term. You don't want it to be something that you're on and off, on and off, and that you only feel good about yourself when you're doing this particular thing. And then you feel like shit on the times that you're not, because that's not what it's about, right? And it's about knowing that no matter what you do, when it comes to health, there's an inside job. It's the way that you, no matter what, you need to continue to work on the ways that you speak, that you speak to yourself, that you think about your body, the things that you're, the criticism that you're telling yourself and how to reframe it and redirect it. So it's not always criticism, even if it feels weird to say kind things to yourself, just something that you're redirecting, um, any of that energy or that focus that you have and putting it into a way that is more positive. And again, that might just be like, okay, I don't feel, it might even just be like interrupting some of the thoughts that you have and seeing that they're there. And then lastly, again, calling it out. The the more you call it out, what you're doing, the less power that you give it. And, you know, not feeling like that you're going to keep doing this, that you're going to live in this shame spiral for like another 10 years because, you know, life is too short. We don't want to get to a place that we never are accepting of our bodies. I feel like for most women, it's been this lifelong, like 
feeling of like hatred or feeling like our body has maybe let us down and not been there and done the things that we thought that it would. Maybe we loved our bodies early when we were younger and now we don't, or maybe it's a vice versa, but it's like, at what point are we going to be done with the whole, like hating our body? Um, I think there's so much more to life than just this struggle with our bodies. And I don't want any of us to sit on the sidelines. I want us to feel like, because I think some of it, like having and talking to ourselves kindly and starting to give up some of the shame, I actually think that we don't have to wait until we get to the weight for most of us that we want to be before we do that. I think that's where kind of the health journey really starts is you start talking to yourself kindly and you start reframing some of the things that you're saying to yourself and that you're doing. And then I think the health journey kind of just goes from there because you're not constantly fighting yourself and hating on yourself. So just some things to think about that I was thinking about today. Um, And again, I know that you know, we're all doing something like that girl is. And I think that's what made me want to talk about this today was because I know that we've all had that. Like, if I'm telling you that story about that girl, I know you feel sad for her, but I know we're all doing it in some capacity in our life. If you were to look at your life today, I know you're doing it. I know I'm doing it. Um, And you know what? One more thing I would say too would be to whatever you can do to give yourself power. I think sometimes we do this thing that we are like, we do this thing that we're like, we're going to tell, like, I think it's just like having action. So I think like, if you're somebody who is like nervous about wearing a bathing suit in the summer, then get yourself something that will give you, that will make you feel like you have a little bit more power, right? So perhaps maybe you always do a bikini this year, you do a one piece. So I think sometimes we wait and we wait to get to this point that we're going to like, feel like we like ourselves or feel like we were, are going to finally accept ourselves. But I think it's really the opposite. I think it's like we have to kind of figure out a way to strategize it so that we can wear the things and do the things that we want to do. And then the more we do it, the more it takes away the shame and the fear that we do that we feel and then we're able to do it so if you're somebody who doesn't like shorts maybe you wear a pair of shorts and maybe you wear a pair of shorts that you feel comfortable with in the beginning but then the more you do it the more it's going to happen and again with the bathing suit if you're somebody who is very uncomfortable with a bathing suit find some variety of bathing suit that you can wear to make you feel comfortable so that you're not missing out on the experience They have like these like bathing suit bottoms now that like are board shorts that go to your kneecaps. So trust me, I have a pair of them. So if you're somebody like, I think sometimes, you know, saying like that you're going to start saying these kind things to yourself. I think a lot of people don't want to do that. They don't feel comfortable doing that. It definitely takes a lot of work to do it. If you're not in a place to, to, to do that kind of work, then maybe the work that you can do is just like wear the damn dress, wear the shorts, wear the bathing suit, even if you don't feel like it. Because the more you do that, the more comfortable you're going to get and the more you're going to take that bite and that shame away from doing it. So, you know, as always, anything that you do when it comes to health, wellness, and self-care or anything that's different from what you know is going to cause some discomfort. Growth and change comes from discomfort and feeling like it, like something might be challenging for you. 
And whole health, which we talk about on this podcast a lot, it's not an impossibility, but it's the belief and the consistency that you can make it happen. So what I would say to you today is just kind of start where you're at and think about any scenarios in your own life where you feel like maybe you're holding yourself back or you are not engaging and you're just kind of sitting on the sidelines and start thinking about if there's a way that you can slowly start to dig your heels in so that you can partake in the experience that you want so that you can be there with your family and you can engage in that particular event and think of some ways that make that possible if it feels like there's a huge disparity there in order from where you are now to where you feel like you could be comfortable 100 percent comfortable think about something a step that's kind of in the middle and what that looks like and how you can kind of start somewhere in the middle and then whatever that looks like for you whatever that middle step looks like for you and do that a couple times And then slowly, slowly, slowly move forward so that you are becoming more and more comfortable and that you don't start to or continue to limit yourself so that you can't find the joy in the situation that your family and friends are all partaking in. And so, you know, all of this, this whole idea of this whole process, it's not about being perfect. It is about being just 1% better every day. So I, you know, want you guys to be kind to yourself and I want you to just enjoy life and make sure that you're doing something when it comes to your health, wellness and self-care that you can do forever. Um, or that, you know, you can substitute some things, but the framework is something that can last for a long time. So I thank you for listening. I'm truly grateful and I will see you guys back here next week. Have a great weekend and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.